Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge, So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses try firstleaf.com slash roses creams and serums are made of 70 percent water 15 percent preservatives and emulsifiers leaving only around 15 percent for the active ingredients that your skin needs but luckily now there's fiber skincare 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. 
If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Obviously, I'm on this television show, and uh, I honestly had nothing. I, I, I just didn't know really what to expect. But I, I remember going into it like, hey, worst case scenario, you, you'll, you'll make some friends. And um, I wanted to let you guys know that not only did I make a friend, I made, I made a motherfucking brother for life. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and you know this is Friday. So this is this week in Bachelor Nation. We're going to be delivering you tids, of course. This is the news. We're mm-hmm. going to be delivering you screams from within the pit. This is going to be an echoed scream that we are going to scream together. Echo. Because it involves an event that occurred to both of us simultaneously. We are also going to mm-hmm. give you all those beautiful gains. We're going to talk about the ratings. We're going to give you those parasocial plays. But before we get to any of that, we must inform you of two things. One, there is a book called How to Win the Bachelor. It is coming out. This is going to be season 26 of The Bachelor is going to be a very interesting season. Why is that? What's that? (laughs) Why is that? (laughs) Because it's the first time that this book might have some influence over the the play that you see within the game. Mm. For that reason alone, I believe it is worth a read. Also, we have to mention that we have a new sweatshirt currently available. You can go to etsy.com slash shop slash Game of Roses. You can view the design there, which is done by Ella Tolkien. It is an incredibly intricate and beautiful design filled with many small tids from within the pit. I mean, it's a visual representation of the pit, first of all. Also yes. containing Pace Case and I sitting in thrones. It's Clues and I in the pit. It's so fucking crazy. My throne is made of ladders. Clues is made of squirrels. That alone. I mean, it's beautiful. And there's a million other <laughs> little things in there that are visual references to stuff we have said since we started doing this podcast. It's got. It's over two years ago. I don't know what the exact date is, but we've been doing this for a minute. Two years in August. So it's two years plus part of a year. Oh, shit. Two plus. All right. So we've been doing it for a minute. There's a lot of uh, little inside jokes and stuff that we mention on this podcast all the time. And they're all in this image. It is insane to look at. And so you can get that now or look at it now if you want to. It's at etsy.com slash shop slash Game of Roses. And Pace Case and I are doing a very special celebration of the release of this shirt. We are doing this thing called 12 <laughs> Days of Merchy. You might know what that's a reference to. Mm-hmm. It's a reference to the holidays. It's a reference to content. And Clues and I have been making some content of our own to celebrate the 12 Days of Merchy. And we'll get to it a little bit later in this episode, but... <laughs> You're going to be seeing some great things if you're following at Game of Roses pod on Instagram. (laughs) 
<laughs> the Dark Seeker is helping us craft a beautiful 12-day extravaganza story. And, you know, I've been posting a couple of uh, my own individual Days of Merchy posts on Bachelor Clues, and a lot mm-hmm. of people are DMing me, wanting to know what my skincare routine is. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's very simple. You just stay out of the sun. Oh. You apply sunscreen when you're out there. And that's really about it. That's all I do. Wow. I thought it, we were going to have to have a huge campaign, release the routine clues, <laughs> tell us how your skin is so smooth and glowy. No, you just came out and gave us your routine right there. That's it. Don't go out during the day ever. Literally become a real life vampire. And if you're forced mm-hmm. into the sun for some reason beyond your control, apply high SPF sunblock to every inch of your skin. Even if you think your clothes are covering it. What kind of clothes would you recommend that would cover your face? Cowl. Cowl. Masks. Masks. Yeah. I had a cowl prior to the pandemic. Now I just go mask, but cowls are cool. I've seen the cowl. It's haunting. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. Did you tell that story about you and the cowl and your neighbor? The cowl and my neighbor? No, I don't remember this. It was... You were walking down the street and you knew how scary you looked in the cowl. And so you saw your neighbor and you knew your neighbor didn't recognize you. So you tried to walk in a friendly way, like swinging your arms and stuff. And (laughs) you were like, hey, neighbor, it's me, Chad. (laughs) Probably even scarier. That's the price you pay when you wear a cowl, you know. So it could be socially awkward, but it will keep you looking very youthful and glowing, just like all of my very real Instagram pictures. Mm -hmm. So that's all our business for today. Let's move on to what y'all came here for. Not business. The business of the world. We're going to be talking a little bit about some business that is going on in the big, broader world. This is a segment where we talk about some news, some happening that is going on to humanity or the country or whatever. And then we tell you how it's related to our beloved game because we know everything is. This is Game of Roses. State of the world. I just want to say up top, the category of today's state of the world, I feel like is my gift to Clues for in celebration of the 12 Days of Merchie, Clues gets to uh, (laughs) do this topic. Well, thank you very much for the gift. I accept it willingly Uh and I am now going to enjoy it. The holiday spirit. Today, we're going to be talking about the most important (laughs) thing on the globe currently. Yes, I wrote this. Uh The metaverse. (laughs) Okay. Now, look, a lot of people might think this is a Facebook product or it's the new name of the company, but this is not accurate. Mm -hmm. The term metaverse was actually coined in 1992 in a book called Snow Crash written by Neil Stevenson. This was a foundational work in modern science fiction, and it referred to a VR successor to the modern internet where people all use avatars to live and work in this new virtual world. That is what the idea of the metaverse is, Mm -hmm. is that it is kind of just taking the internet as we know it now and making that into a world that you can access in three dimensions and some kind of virtual reality interface. But the metaverse was bad in that book, right? It's always bad. But that's just like Hollywood's fear of technology, humanity's fear of progress. That's going to be baked into everything. New technology, Mm. we have to see how it's bad and tell a story about that. It's never about how the technology saves humanity from shit, you know? Even though that's what's happening. So, (laughs) 
Uh-huh. I just think it's notable that, you know, all of these fictional books that talk about it, it's a dystopia. Continue. But that's because that's like what we buy. It's just... It's- I'll continue, actually. Now, it has become more confusing with many more science fiction works being set in versions of a metaverse like Ready Player One. I read that one. And even with companies like Facebook trying to get ahead of the curve by rebranding their company to be called Meta, an obvious and direct reference to the idea of the metaverse itself. So what is the metaverse exactly? It's the next step of the internet. Right now, we all scroll and click in a two-dimensional plane, whether it's your phone, your computer screen, your TV, whether you're watching a video, Mm -hmm. looking at still images, it's all on that screen. The metaverse is going to allow you to step into the screen, to engage with the media, documents, whatever you're doing in that 3D space. You can meet other people there, whatever. So the metaverse isn't a new thing, and it's not Facebook. It's literally just an upgrade to the internet we already spend most of our time in. Maybe we want to talk about the role of NFTs in the metaverse. Clothes, art, tickets, money. (laughs) Funny you bring that up. So... The thing that is happening now with the metaverse and why it's it's starting to explode is because of NFTs. NFTs, I mean, multiple companies like Facebook, Google, Apple, they're all creating basically access points to the metaverse. The metaverse is going to be these 3D worlds that exist in the internet. Facebook isn't a metaverse or the metaverse. It's just do you want to use Facebook to log in, basically? Do you want to use your Google to log in? It's like how we choose between Google and mm-hmm. Apple and Facebook now. Who's storing our data? That's really what's at stake is the access to that world. And NFTs stand for not for teens. That's right. Non-fungible tokens. And in the metaverse, your items that you have in there, your digital items, which are NFTs, could be a painting, could be an image, a video, mm-hmm. could be a shirt for your avatar, some new shoes, a skin, whatever those will be transferable across all of it. No matter if you log in through Apple, Google, Facebook, those NFTs will be with you wherever you go in there. They're like going to be your property essentially in this virtual world. And right now, Mm -hmm. there are these big early metaverse projects like Decentraland is one. It's a 3D virtual world, which we're going to get to in some part of today's show. A Bachelor player (laughs) has NFTs of himself that are hanging in a gallery in Decentraland, in that virtual world. How does this relate to The Bachelor? Oh, you're just getting right to it. All right, you're cutting me <laughs> off. I'm getting on a roll and you're like, okay, wrap it up, motherfucker. <laughs> well, I was trying to give a sentence that could have gone before your last sentence. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so there's all these things <laughs> happening and people are making, in some cases, fuckloads of money. That's where it all boils down to. In the Philippines right now, there are people playing this metaverse game called Axie Infinity. It's kind of like Pokemon, actually. You collect these little things called mm-hmm. Axies, and those things are NFTs. So the, there are people now, for whatever reason, it really blew up in the Philippines. And instead of doing like hardcore manual labor for fucking almost no money, people are now playing this game as a job, getting the valuable NFTs and then selling them and making more money than they were prior to this. You know... When I thought of the metaverse and I thought of NFTs, my first initial reaction is uh, dystopia, lame, bad, etc. But then I thought for another second, haven't given it much thought, but my second thought was, well, shit, something I do every single day, play Pokemon Go. That is a version of a metaverse. Would I want to live in a world in which I see a 
a Snorlax right next to me. The Snorlax is chilling with me while I watch The Bachelor. Of course I want that. He's so cute. Yeah, that's all coming. And what if you could make an additional $100,000 a month playing Pokemon Go? Sign me up. (laughs) That's the metaverse. We're all going to be playing video games of some type to make money. Did I weep when I saw Detective Pikachu wishing that that could be the real world? Yes. They were so cute. I was surprised by some of the scales of the different Pokemon, but... Yeah. Well, how it relates to The Bachelor, you asked earlier, is... Uh Dale Moss is the player I was referring to. Part of him. He has posted these NFTs. You can see this on his account. It's NFTs of Dale Taco. So they're little cartoon versions of him in the taco costume. That art, Mm -hmm. that NFT, it is housed in a gallery in Decentraland, in that virtual world. Dale Moss is in the fucking metaverse. He's already there. That's exactly how it relates to our game. Matt James has been a big part of a few NFT projects. So he's putting art into what will become the metaverse. I love that our intro into this is Dale Taco. Of course. Something that we talked about a long time ago with Dale Moss's amazing parasocial play. That's the reason we talked about Dale Moss so much, is he took back this narrative where he people discovered in the forums that he had dressed as a taco for these Party City costumes, and then he made parasocial plays making fun of it wearing the outfits again and now it's an nft it's it's all connected it is and then it boils down to like how popular is the bachelor going to be in the metaverse can he sell that nft because right now no is it unsold still avail i don't know if it's unsold but they're not selling for like huge amounts of money because i remember Mm. the matt james thing too like that hasn't been a very talked about nft project it's not one of the bigger ones but like they're trying it they're dipping their toe in it to be like I was The Bachelor. Can my celebrity fuel any kind of NFT revenue in the metaverse? And right now, no, there's not a breakover. But imagine this. You put on your fucking Quest headset, whatever VR goggles or or headset you have, and you sit down on Monday night, Mm -hmm. and you tune in to a program called The Bachelor, Mm -hmm. and you are not watching it on a fucking two-dimensional screen in your living room. You're now sitting in the fucking room with the players as they're walking in, having done their limo exits. You're sitting in the back of the limo with them as they're about to go out to meet The Bachelor. Am I astral projecting? No, it's in the metaverse. You're in (laughs) VR watching The Fucking Bachelor in the metaverse. That's what it's going to be like. Does that interest you at all? Interested? Listening? Yes, that's what I'm saying. There's going to be so much cool shit that we haven't seen yet. And I think people shit on the idea of the metaverse, A, because they think it's Facebook and it's not. Again, Facebook is just Facebook or Meta now. They've changed the name. They tried to like steal the name Metaverse. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, whatever, dude. That's not what any of this is. Yeah, I think most people are like, huh, I see what my Facebook is. My racist uncle talking about how he's not getting vaccinated. Why do I want to live in a 3D version of that? Totally. And it's it'll boil down to like the aesthetic of the interface and stuff too. Like Facebook obviously is going for this very... Nintendo Wii kind of family-friendly look. Like all the little characters are kind of cartoony and it's like, oh, look, everything's fun and happy. It is like a Nintendo game in its aesthetic. There Mm. will be other ones that come out and the aesthetic of their metaverse will be like more serious, more realistic, potentially, whatever. You'll be able to choose that. But ultimately, you'll all be able to access the fucking bachelor and sit on the couch next to whoever, whenever, while they're getting dumped or getting the fimp or whatever the, the thing may be. 
That's all coming. Can I bring my Snorlax into the Bachelor Mansion? Yes, because your Snorlax is a fucking <laughs> NFT and he can go with you anywhere because he's your <laughs> digital property. You can bring anything you fucking want in there if you have it as an NFT. That's what okay. NFTs basically are. And so now like you see like um, that Beeple NFT that sold for $69 million. Mm-hmm. That is the most famous NFT bar none. It is the Mona Lisa of its era. And so in this new world, in the metaverse, whoever has that painting, and there's only one of those. This is, I think, what people don't understand too about NFTs. It's like, can't you just take a copy of the image or whatever? It's like, sure. But in that new world, only one person has the Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm. And that's why it will have extreme value. That world, it may seem like it's not real because it's digital. It's fucking real. We're already in it. Instagram is an early version of it. Nothing in that is real. You're just looking at these pictures, these fucking captions. It's the same thing, but it's going to be like, now you're sitting in a room with the person talking to you instead of looking at a video of them talking to you. Look, you already pick your costume for your avatars in Pokemon Go, and you can pay Pokecoins to get different poses where they're sassier. So exactly, I totally understand the appeal, but I haven't put real world money into it, which I feel like this is all about money. So... Everything always is. Welcome to humanity. Do you got any crypto? No. What the fuck? Get you some crypto. (laughs) You got to have it for the new world. And that rounds out our state of the world. Thank you very much. And that's our state of the world. (laughs) Thank you very much for indulging me. You got some crypto. You got to have some crypto. You do. I mean, you're going to have to have it. Everyone should have some crypto. Just get some. It's not hard. Just go on YouTube and look it up if it really is like a daunting thing and you haven't thought about how to get a wallet and all that shit. You can watch a video in five minutes on YouTube that will have you up and running and then you'll be part of what is about to happen to humanity. Clues. How many people watch the uh, Mentel all? Let's get to it. So that will round out our <laughs> state of the world. And now we're going to move into that portion of the show where we talk about all of the movements of the players with their Instagram numbers as well as... The ratings for the program we all know and love. This is... This Week in Gains. As always, we begin This Week in Gains with a discussion about this week's ratings. Traditionally, the tell-alls are the worst-rated episodes each season, and Michelle Young's Season 18 proved to keep in line with that trend. Monday Night's Offering pulled in... The lowest ratings of what has been the lowest rated season in history. Dang. The return of this season's notable players to stand trial in their various hot seats pulled in a paltry 0.47 in the 18 to 49 year old demo and a dismal 2.08 million raw viewers. These numbers were down 27 and 32% respectively from last week. Are you saying they didn't pull in all the boy band viewers? America's next boy band? <laughs> America's next boy band, ex-boy band, whatever it was, the boy band family Christmas show that led into Bachelor did, I believe, double these numbers. Oh, no. Bristol didn't pull them in with that line. (laughs) No, exactly. (laughs) And when we take a look at the numbers from the other shows on Monday night, The Bachelorette was utterly dominated. NCIS on CBS and NCIS Hawaii more than doubled the raw viewer totals of The Bachelorette. And the king of the north himself, Michael Bublé, the boobler, pulled in over a million more viewers with his Christmas special on NBC. The only show The Bachelorette was able to beat was The Big Leap on Fox, a scripted show about a fictional reality dance competition that looks to be dead on arrival. We still have two weeks left of this season, 
And these, of course, are the two biggest games. So perhaps we will see a return to higher numbers. No matter the final ratings outcome of the season, we can't help but think these terrible numbers were at least a part of the reason ABC has decided against ordering another season of Bachelor immediately after Clayton Eckerd season 26 set to air on January 3rd. Now let's move on to the top five gains chart for the players of Bachelorette season 18 since 1202-21. The gold medal in gains goes to the sales representative from Rancho Cucamonga, California and mm. Granny Smith Stan Rodney Matthews. He gained 26.5K this week, bringing him to 62.9K total for his tier play, his team Michelle branding, his 4TRR heartbreak hot seat, and even reprising his signature special handshake with Michelle. Congrats to my MVP. Damn. You know who's not on this list? Who? Pizza Preneur, your MVP. Yeah, I know. I went through the numbers this morning. <laughs> I know. You don't have to rub that shit in. Notable. <laughs> Number two, the silver medal in gains goes to nothing but Nate, the sales executive from the North, Nate Olakoya. He gained 14,000 Instagram followers this week, bringing him to 114K total, despite not being in the document at all, except the bloopers and the promo for the finale. Now that's Charminence. The bronze medal in gains goes to... The IT analyst from Newark, New Jersey, Olumide, a.k.a. Olu, a.k.a. Swolo Onahide. He gained 9.3K, bringing him to 33.8K total for his pace case play of the game Black Excellence line, his rivalry with Chris S., for getting Michelle Young to identify him as the one player she let go too early, and his orange suit play. Fourth place goes to that medical sales representative from Columbia, Missouri, teacher stick enthusiast, and our next crown. The ultimate Viking Clayton Etcher. I'm the ultimate Viking! The master of the Clayton rotation gained 8.6K this week, bringing him to 87.8K total, despite only appearing in the document during the promo for his season, during which he tells the final two players he was intimate with both of them at the fucking. <laughs> And the metal. I, I still cannot really believe we saw that. Like, I know. Listen, I know. Listen, I know we've been hard on our beloved game during this season, especially because it has seemed so boring. Mostly Clues has been hard on it, but yeah, we. And even these, the bubble seasons were like, <laughs> it was hard as fuck to get through those. We all know. We all watched them. Like, there were good things in them for sure. Don't get me wrong. But like, overall, overwhelmingly, I feel like the bubble seasons contributed a general feeling of dread around the program. This Clayton Eckerd season feels like fucking, they did it. We've been asking for a fence jump. We've been asking for a bringer home to us. Him at the final rose ceremony, telling the two finalists that he was intimate with each of them. I have never seen anything like this ever. In the, We watched it all. We fucking hyper binged this shit. I've never seen anything like this. How did they get him to say that to them? I have no idea. <laughs> we've seen, like, what are things we've seen similar? We've seen Caitlin Bristow admit that she slept with Nick Vial before Fantasy Suites. Yeah. We've seen... Higgins telling two people he loved him. Two bachelors, Higgins and... Baldwin, Love, Love, Before, mm. Two Players. We've seen Popeye admit he had been intimate with others, but without specifically saying who it was. Yeah, right. He just said, I have been intimate. 
we saw Hannah Brown. I have had sex and Jesus loves me. That was probably the highest tier play of that ilk. Oh, yeah. I had sex in a windmill and Jesus still loves me. That's such an iconic. It's amazing. Iconic moment. <laughs> it's it's incredible. And it launched, obviously, the greatest Instagram career of all time. Sorry, I'm reminiscing. We have not seen anything <laughs> like this. What? I was just reminiscing about the Hannah Brown days in my head. I was like, God, those were good times. Anyway, Clayton Eckerd to me looks like he, it's going to be a return to good times. That fucking promo really got me spun up. I just, there looked to be so much in it that's going to be good. And even the visual, the yeah. the element of like returning to the mansion, that fucking Ooh. promo they put out today with Ozzy Osbourne, Mama, I'm coming home. Wait, what? I haven't seen this. Oh, shit. Ozzy Osbourne? It's a masterpiece. It's a fucking... It's perfect. You wouldn't think it. It's perfect. I was going to say, Clayton being like, has anybody returned to Rose before that moment? I was like, that has happened. Jake Pavelka takes back the Rose that he gave on the group date to Rosalind Papa when she's accused of having intimate relations with a producer, which she denies. Yeah. People don't fucking remember that shit. That Rosalind Papa story. That's season 14. That's a long time. Long time ago. They fucking just wrecked her. I mean, she denies these allegations. They not only claim she had inappropriate relationships with the producer, they put it as a plot in the show. They kick her off the show. Chris Harrison comes out and like basically says, sorry, you have to leave. Slut shames her. Yeah. She ends up clapping back at him at the Women Tell All. Yeah. And says like, Something about someone's wife hitting on someone. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was. I know what you're talking about. I remember that that beat, but I don't remember exactly what she said. But yeah, I mean, this is like what they did. But yeah, this has happened. They have taken back a, a rose before. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious what will lead to it in this case. As am I, as am I. But overall, I'm just very excited. Sorry I went off on a little tangent there. I just, I can't stop thinking about that moment. It's okay. We're at a natural stopping point. Number four out of five in the top five games. <laughs> Whatever. And <laughs> fifth place in gains goes to the traveling nurse recruiter from Portland, Oregon, Brendan Jones. He gained 8,000 followers, bringing him to 54K total, despite him also not being in the document at all, except the bloopers where he's attacked by my creature of the week, the bee, and the promo for the finale. Hmm. And now let's discuss those gains for our crown, Michelle Young. She has gained 9,000 Instagram followers this week, bringing her to 626K total. She's gained 0.6K Twitter followers this week, bringing her to 22K total. Is this going to happen? By this, you mean her getting a million? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't either. These numbers do not look good. No. Can she go on Dancing with the Stars? Yes. Yes. Can she win Dancing with the Stars? Potentially. Does that get her over a million? That's true. That's true. I think that would get her over a million. Going on Dancing with the Stars? Yeah. What was, I wonder what Bristow's gains were from going on. I don't remember. Yeah, you're right. We could see her there. Could see her in paradise again. It's happened before. Oh my God. The coof. Oh my God. Wouldn't be a tropical royale. It's not a ring winner, but. We'll see. We'll see. Tropical something. Yeah. Tropical something. <laughs> tropical sparkle. And now for the top five chart as of today, December 9th, 2021. Number one, nothing but Nate Olukoya and his terminants maintaining the lead at 114K. Our next crown and the ultimate Viking, Clayton Eckerd at 87.8 thousand. I'm the ultimate 
Good job, Clayton. Apple Rodney Matthews has jumped to third place at 62.9K. Sweet talking. Brandon Jones maintains fourth place at 54,000. And rounding out the top five is Quicon Joe Coleman at 51.2K. Do any of these other guys break 100K? Clayton will. Brandon or Joe? I don't know. This is so sad this season. Yeah. There have been good things about this season too. Every season has its contributions to the long lineage of our beloved game and how it alters history and all of that. Obviously, every show is equally important. I I never view it any other way. But I want to look up at this week, the week after Mental Law, where the numbers were for Katie's season. I do too. I just feel so bad for the the players of this season. It's like really through no fault of their own. A lot of it I feel like is circumstantial that the season's not as popular, you know? Just like the timing, it's on Tuesdays, yeah. burned out after having watched so much. Like all of the things, I think that all contributes to it for sure. Yeah. And they're just like, fuck. Yeah, this mental all. I mean, they put it at a different time and a different night. <laughs> oh my God, it had no chance. No chance. Even though there's a glorious promo in it. And if you guys didn't listen to it, you should. Now let's get on to that portion of our program where we discuss all the juiciest, deliciousest tits. This is... Bachelor Nation News. We open... Bachelor Nation news with some somber news. Ivanhoe's brother Gabriel has been arrested and charged with murder. The arrest and charge occurred back in October after an altercation that took place on August 31st with a man named Carlos Veliz Jr. Gabriel entered the document during his brother's hometown date in Bachelorette Season 16, and he was the subject of a groundbreaking in-game conversation Hall had with Tasha Adams on their one-on-one date about systemic racism in policing and incarceration. Neither Ivan nor his brother have addressed the recent events via social media. We are, of course, wishing all parties involved the best, as they are no doubt going through an incredibly difficult time. And now, returning to the lighter fare that we usually cover in Bachelor Nation news, Katie Thurston and John Hersey made their red carpet debut as a couple this week at Stephen Lovegrove's First Noel Ball. The event was an excellent display of the San Diego crew's rising power within the nation, and perhaps an even more potent display of Lovegrove's growing status within the crew itself. The star-studded event was held at Mavericks Beach Club on December 2nd in, of course, San Diego, California, and the guest list included many more members of the nation than just Thurston and Hersey. In attendance were Katie Martin, Tammy Lai, Hannah Godwin, Chase and Nick, Kendall Long, and season 23 ring winner Cassie Randolph with her boyfriend Brighton Reinhardt. Hats off to Dr. Lovegrove on this incredible event and hats off to Thurston and Hersey for their first steps on a red carpet as an official couple. You know, I'm always going to have a soft spot in my heart for the San Diego crew because they were the first team to really say we are a team. Yes. We are the San Diego crew. I'm always going to love them for that. And I love seeing shit like this where here's what we do. Lovegrove put on an insane event here. I know there were fireworks. Fantastic. Loved that this happened. Perfect for a Bachelor Nation event. Indeed. I can't wait to see how the icons and the influence clap back. After season 26, the icons are going to be dominant. They're going to be like the New York Yankees, you know? It appears that the New York influence in response to this event set the Fox Christmas tree on fire. What? Are you serious? (laughs) No. Oh. I don't think we know who did that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I thought you had some inside info. I thought somebody, I thought somebody sending you DMs. I don't know about. But they lit the Christmas tree on fire. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the New York influence of Bachelor Nation. Fuck it, burn it down. <laughs> Next up in Bachelor Nation news. This year's People's Choice Awards were held on December 7th in Los Angeles, and several members of the nation were in attendance. We got Wells Adams. We got Tasha Adams. We got Katie Thurston, John Hersey, Nick Vial, Serena Pitt, and GSJ himself, Joe Amabile. They all walked the carpet, and some of them were nominees in the night's proceedings. Although Beloved Game did not win a single award, something I can't believe. We are going to give you a rundown of the categories <laughs> that included Bachelor Nation nominations. So show of 2021, the nominees were Cobra Kai, Grey's Anatomy, Law & Order, SVU, Loki, Saturday Night Live, The Bachelor, This Is Us, and WandaVision. And the winner is Loki. What? Loki? I don't even know what that is. It's a fucking Marvel show about Loki. Thor's brother? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, you don't. I don't know. You don't watch the movies. You don't watch the Marvels. I don't know what half of these shows are. I don't know. Well, that's what won. No, I'm catching up on um, the Avengers now. I'm watching those. Oh, nice. The next category in which our beloved game was a loser: the reality show of 2021. We had 90 Day Fiance. Love that. Bachelor in Paradise. Love that. Below Deck. Love that. Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Haven't seen that. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, love that. The Real Housewives of Atlanta, love that. And the winner, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I think it was their swan song year. Yeah. You're not going to win that one. Sorry. You know. And they had it up against Bachelor in Paradise, too. Not even one of the main games. Yeah. The competition show of 2021. I'll, I'll say this category again, by the way. The competition show of 2021. Uh-huh. You might call it a game or a sport. You got America's Got Talent. You got American Idol. You got Dancing with Those Stars. You got RuPaul's Drag Race. You got The Bachelor. You got The Bachelorette. Both main games are nominated here in the competition show of 2021. You have The Masked Singer and then the winner, NBC's The Voice. So both main games got crushed by The Voice, just as The Voice has started to now do in the ratings as well. The competition contestant of 2021, Cody Rigsby, Dancing with the Stars, Got Mick, RuPaul's Drag Race, JoJo, The Masked Singer, Katie Thurston, The Bachelorette, Matt James, The Bachelor, Simone, RuPaul's Drag Race, Wiz Khalifa, The Masked Singer, and the winner, JoJo Siwa, Dancing with the Stars. Wait a minute. Wiz Khalifa was in The Masked Singer? I thought the premise of that show is that it's people who aren't known to be musical artists that can kind of sing. Is it now just like any singer? I, I, don't I don't know. And then we got the reality TV star of 2021. <laughs> Erica Mina, Love and Hip Hop, Atlanta. Joe Amabile, <gasps> Bachelor in Paradise. Candy Burris, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Kim Kardashian from Keeping Up with Kardashians. Lisa Rinna, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mike the Situation, Sorrentino, Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Nicole Snooky, Polizzi, same show. And the winner, Khloe Kardashian, keeping up with the Kardashians. So GSJ loses out here to really the heaviest hitter. I mean, Kim Kardashian's probably the heaviest hitter, I guess, but Khloe's probably number two. Mm -hmm. You can't really be mad at him for that. Sorry, sauce man. <laughs> he didn't have enough sauce for this award. But we're always happy to see the members of the nation nominated for these prestigious awards. But it would have been nice to see a win. Maybe Clayton Eckerd will take home a trophy next year. 
And we can all say, Good job, Clayton. Speaking of C names that end with T-O-N at the end of the word, the 23rd Bachelor, Colton Underwood, is in the news this week. His show, Coming Out Colton, premiered last week on Netflix, and the reviews have been... Well, here's an excerpt of one from Justin Kirkland at Esquire magazine. There are no real identifiable stakes, except maybe what his future as a celebrity will look like. Even with a brutish dad in a browning hat, Underwood wasn't facing a falling out from his family. He wasn't going to be ostracized by the queer community either. Whether Underwood, who is listed as an EP on the series, intended it or not, coming out Colton is a caricature of a coming out that feigns real-world consequences for the sake of a TV cliffhanger. We have not viewed the document ourselves, but the sentiment in this excerpt is one that has been echoed through many other reviews. But whatever anyone's take is on the quality or impact of coming out Colton, the fact remains that it is a first of its kind piece of media in our beloved game. And for that reason, will always hold historical significance. In a related piece of news, during Underwood's press tour to promote the show, he revealed that he has cut all ties with anyone from the Bachelor family except one person, the Dark Lord himself. That's correct. Underwood told Us Weekly, I will say this, since Chris was about the only one from the franchise who really reached out and sort of let me know that he was there for me, if there's anything he can do. This is perhaps the oddest of dynamic duos to ever emerge from within our beloved game. Did you see this one coming? No. Same. And rounding out <laughs> Bachelor Nation news this week, we have three big congratulations going out. Sydney Latwako, a player in season 23 and BIP season six, got engaged this week to fiance Nick Wayby, sharing photos of the event on her Instagram. And Jasmine Wynn, a week three player from Bachelor 24, also agreed to spend the rest of her living days with her fiance, Dr. Pranav Magal, this week. And rounding out this week's pledges to end a relationship by death or divorce, Million Club member Amanda Stanton agreed to enter into a legally binding contract with Michael Fogle. Congrats go out to all of these great players. We wish them happiness for the rest of their days with their chosen people. And that rounds out all of those luscious tids for this week. Now we're going to get to that portion of the program where we talk about what these players are doing in the metaverse. <laughs> Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues. Uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, mm -hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. 
um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. Clues. It is springtime. It is the off season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced, King Quinces, Okay, they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. This is... The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. Nate Olakoya and Rodney Matthews revealed their bromance to the world this week. A dynamic duo pairing that was completely edited out of the document as a whole. Literally, we saw none of it. Nate posted to a camera a video of himself on his Instagram story talking, saying that he not only made a friend, he made... In quotes, a motherfucking brother for life. Nonstop, we are in this. Brothers for life till the day we die, ladies and gentlemen. He then reveals Rodney, who says, It's real, y'all. The rumors are true. You guys didn't see the bromance, but it's real. We love a 4TRR secret dynamic duo reveal, though we wish it had been memorialized on the main grid. I think we're going to see more content to come from this dynamic duo. I agree. The San Diego crew started their own faction called the Controversial Crew this week, kicking it off with an Instagram reel starring Wolverine, Chase and Nick, Katie Thurston, Chris Conran, Alana Milne, Anna Redman, and Tammy Lai. 
Tammy Lai posted this reel. It has 8.5K likes and 174K views. She posted on her TikTok and her caption reads, you call us controversial, I call us star emojis, flavorful, hashtag repost, at Adam Redman, at Katie Thurston, at Chris Conran, at Alana, at Chase and Nick. Video has 323.8K views and 15.5K likes. Will we see all villain edit recipient crews form more and more? Time will tell. And a couple of players from this season posted parasocial plays based on the men tell all. Olu posted a video of his college degrees on Instagram after the men tell all aired with the caption, black excellence, halo emoji, huffing face emoji. I wrote them. Sorry. Shooting star emoji, mad huff emoji, crown emoji, 100 emoji, Nigerian flag emoji. His video has 47.4 thousand views. Will Arena posted a novel on Instagram stories about his experience on the show and that he doesn't want people sending Peter bad reviews because his pizza is good. It seems he wants to bury the hat with the pizzapreneur in the primary parasocial world as well as on the show. It's, I mean, I gotta say, that whole saga, like they really got as much as they could get out of it. They did not leave anything on the table yeah. with this shit. They drained every last drop of blood. No. I don't think it's the end. Oh. I think we're going to see more. I think we're going to see Will in that restaurant. They're going to be on Paradise together. This whole thing's going to come up again. There's going to be more fucking pizza, You're and right. this isn't my pizza, and whatever. You're right. They're going to be uh, fighting again. They're friends now. Someone's going to throw pizza in the fire. This is pro wrestling. This is the work that they're doing. They are going to be rivals from here on out, right now, oh, the rivals are friends. They're going to not be friends when they fucking hit paradise and have to start fighting for the same woman. Producers are already engineering that story. Then they're going to bury the hat. They're going to ride off of paradise together as the Aaron and James of this next season. Could be. Piggyback ride. Prediction. We'll see. <laughs> All of these were excellent plays, <laughs> but there can be only one winner. The winner of this week's Parasocial Play of the Week goes to... Tammy Lai. She jumped on a popular TikTok trend with John Hersey and Chris Conran. The video reads, when you're the token Asian of your season, showing her and then revealing Hersey and Conran bobbing their heads to the sound drilla. The caption reads, for illegal reasons, this is a joke. At Chris Conran, at John uh, Alex Hersey, hashtag Badger Nation. This video has 603.7 thousand views and 42.6K likes. We congratulate the trio on this bold and successful parasocial play. Hot week for Tammy Lai. Indeed. In the socials. And there can also be only one creature of the week. Our parasocial creature of the week goes to a Christmas miracle Elise Delbaum rescued a pup on her drive from Arizona to Colorado and found out the pup was pregnant. Gracie had eight puppies on Sunday, December 5th. Congratulations to Creatures and congratulations to Elise Delbaum. Glad to see her back in the parasocial game. And that rounds out coverage of all the plays from the metaverse. And now it has come time for us to descend deep into the darkest waters of the pit where we will now issue forth a scream. This is Screams from the Pit! We have, as aforementioned, a joint scream this week. Clues and I met up to make some parasocial content for 
12 days of merchy as some of you will start to see roll out on our <laughs> socials. <laughs> Huge event. Oh, All of fuck. the nation is a flutter talking about it. Where will they go next in their 12 days of merchy? And Clues and I decided to make this content at my apartment building in the driveway. <laughs> what happened next, Clues? I mean, let me set the stage a little more. For this content, <laughs> we are wearing each the exact same outfit, all black, and the shirt is our new merch. It's the new design we've been talking about. It is what we are doing to celebrate 12 days of merch. It's for that shirt. So we're both wearing those shirts. Sweatshirt. Those sweatshirts and all in black pants, black shoes, all this, right? We have a ring light set up on us outside, Crystal Nielsen style. And we are taking photos and videos and all the stuff of ourselves with a very, uh, some special objects that you'll come to know if you keep following our social media this week. <laughs> some props. Yeah. Some prop work. And this lady rolls up to us and is just like, oh, what are you doing? And that question is very innocuous. Not to me. I'm like, it hits me like a fucking ton of bricks. I'm like, wait a minute. What am I doing? I'm sitting here in a fucking shirt that has me on it and you on it. You're wearing one as well. Yeah. We're shooting these weird videos. Your face is smooth as hell because you have <laughs> never been outside. That's right. The, I only go outside to do these videos. But that question hit me on like a profoundly philosophical level. She was just asking like, what are you taking pictures? Like what's going on here? And I was like, what am I doing? I could tell it hit you. You did not respond in a, in a normal fashion. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did I do? You're like, you gotta make the spawn content for our jobs. And uh, then she was like, do you guys live here? <laughs> and I was like, I live here. I've talked to her before. I don't think she recognized me with my, my SpawnCon face on. But she was just like, as if we were like, it, it just became this thing of why, like, you don't belong here. Why are you yeah. doing this photo shoot in my driveway? But it's not like we were doing anything super weird. It's just like influencers in the wild type shit, you know? Yeah. Like everybody has that moment of their day or life or whatever where you're doing some fucking shit for TikTok and somebody sees you doing it and kind of laughs at you. That's basically what was happening. But when she asked, what are you doing? I was like, it just fucking, it went straight to my fucking core. Yeah. Because after doing versions of this, the podcast, the book, the memes, like all of it, that is this hardcore Bachelor fandom. Everything is always about Bachelor, Bachelor, Bachelor. I was mm. like, oh my God. She's right. Like, what am I doing? How has it come to this? What am I doing? You were like, you're right. And then you just break my ring light over your knee. And I'm like, clues. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, just walk away. No, the opposite happens because then I start thinking about it. And it's like so absurd that it's comical to me that this is what my life has become. I'm now standing yeah. outside your, your dwelling place with a ring light. We're wearing matching weirdo outfits that have our own pictures on them. And this lady is like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's, that's what this has all become. I remember a time when we were just fucking casual fans. When we'd watch every week and just kind of be like, oh, what a crazy thing. I can't believe that. And now it's this. And now we're we're doing influencer poses. Yeah. In Spawn Con. Yes. It's so <laughs> strange. I'm not surprised by her her paranoia. My building has a weird vibe. And like there was a notice in the elevator recently about how people needed to stop leaving furniture 
outside, like basically right where we were, mm. because quote unquote undesirables were, of course, sleeping on it and urinating. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was just like the phrase undesirables. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that woman probably wrote that note. Maybe. She, there's going to be a new note tomorrow that's like, undesirables are doing photo shoots in our driveway. Be sure to ask a lot of follow-up questions to make sure they belong. <laughs> yeah. I just felt like, you know, every once in a while in service of us making this show and doing all the stuff that we're doing to try and like push to that next level where I think we can get, which is our own show. Oh, I thought it was Metaverse. Yeah. Our show's going to be in the Metaverse, motherfucker. Rest assured. I'm already thinking about how to fucking do that, how to make that jump, that transition. <laughs> Best believe. But uh, I I get these moments from time to time where the real world like cracks through the strange world of The Bachelor that, that I've built and is just like, that is what my head is now. Where somebody's like, oh, that what you're doing is crazy. And I'm like, you're right. But then I laugh about it because I'm like, and who gives a shit? Like, it's fun to me, you know? And action. <laughs> <laughs> no, but all in all, a positive experience for me, uh, despite that brief moment of kind of existential dread or terror about what my life has become. Then I'm like, no, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Like, because I do really love The Bachelor. Like, again, that that fucking promo for Clayton's season. <laughs> Look, I love The Bachelor too. There's just nothing. Like, I watch other TV shows. You know what I mean? I'm sure you do too. Scripted shows, some other reality shows. I watch almost every other reality dating show that exists and a lot of other reality shows. Yeah, I watch at least like one episode of pretty much every show that's made just to be like, what the fuck is this? Let me see. And and many I get hooked on or whatever. Have you watched Real Housewives of SLC? I haven't seen that one yet. I've seen some Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. I've seen some New York. I've seen some Atlanta. I haven't seen any of the others. Salt Lake City this season is joy. All right. I'll check out an episode of that. Anyway. Yes. We love other shows, but none of them we do anything near this. Not like this. No. Not like this. When when I saw, I mean, even when I just see I am the ultimate Viking, I there is a sense of joy in me that is not possible to be had by other media. Like no matter how good it is or whatever mm -hmm. it is, there's something about this fucking game that excites me and makes me have so much fucking fun. And I just like, I can see it coming back in Clayton's season now. These promos are rolling out and I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. I'm getting that fucking. This is what it feels like, I think, for like football fans right before the season starts again. You know, it's like, fuck, first game's coming. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I have that feeling. Definitely. I think it's exactly the same. Yeah, it's great. And what's weird about it is I questioned prior to this if I would get that feeling because of the tonnage, it just didn't end this year. Yeah. So much fucking bachelor. Yeah. It's been a long one and it doesn't matter. And on top of the pandemic, you know, that as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 We all got, you know, other things affecting us for sure. Everyone does get your boosters. Yeah. Got to get your boosters. Got to get safe against Omicron. But these screams that are of the ilk of like something cracking through the weird bachelor web that I've built around my brain. Uh, they always are like momentarily for me, like terrifying, you know, like, Oh shit. <laughs> like, what am I doing with this? Like the bachelor's literally sucking me down a fucking hole. But then I'm like, ah, I kind of like the hole, you know, <laughs> the hole's great. <laughs> the hole is silly. And there's a lot of people in the hole. Indeed. Who are enjoying it as well. It's a fun hole. And we're going to hear from one of them 
now. This is a scream submitted to us by a user named Elena Jing. You too can submit screams just like Elena has. If you join us in the bottom of the pit, you go to patreon.com slash game of roses. You join us here and you get access to our discord where anyone can submit a one minute long scream and we play the best ones here and analyze them to see how dark indeed they are. So again, this is a discord scream from Elena Jing. Here we go. Hey, Gore. So I have a very monumental scream from the pit. Um, I got engaged over the weekend and my now fiance is very, very, very bad at keeping secrets or lying to me. And I also picked out my own ring a few months ago. So I knew it was coming. I knew the exact day. My friends knew the exact day and they'd already seen the ring. And I was hanging out with my friends in the morning and then went home and my now fiance was taking a bath, getting ready. I was getting ready, putting my makeup on. And I just knew, you know, like, this is the day. And as I was getting ready and staring pensively in the mirror, as one does, I was said, oh, I'm getting ready for my final rose ceremony. Uh, and yeah, that, that was my scream from the pit of life. And uh, definitely from this week. First of all, it's very good that your fiance is bad at lying. I think that's a great quality in a fiance. And second... I am very curious if you are looking at it as your final rose ceremony. Did you prepare speeches for it going well or bad? This is less of a scream and more of a conversation that needs to be had. I need to know everything else about this. How did the rest of this go? Yes. (laughs) I realize I'm asking the questions and she can't respond. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) At me, Alana. But no, this is a fantastic scream. You know, first of all, congratulations on the engagement. That is great news. And we hope you guys have a great life together. Hope you got a great sparkler. But I think incorporating bachelor game mechanics into your relationships, I mean, it's it's just what you have to do if you're in the pit. Do you even have a choice <laughs> as to see anything other than like a love level raise or a PTC being played or any of that? And now you see the engagement. I don't know if it was like kind of the traditional guy down on one knee type thing. But if that is happening in anyone's engagement who's a fan of The Bachelor to any degree, they have to be thinking of the exact same thing happening in The Bachelor, right? Yeah, you got to look at the name on that box and be like, is it Neil Lane or is it a piece of shit? <laughs> the two options for a ring. I think there are probably other <laughs> other good rings. There might be other ones that, that suit the purpose as well. But yeah, I, this is fantastic. Thank you so much, Alina, for uh, sending it in. I love hearing shit like this. It's it just like to me again, it's just like the NFL. It's like when you see couples getting married in like New York Giants jerseys and shit. They're super fans of it. It's okay. We can be super fans of Bachelor. That's what we are. Yeah. You can get married in your 4TRR shirt. You can get married in your in the pit sweatshirt. You can get married in full Shrek gear if you want. And eventually, early next year. You can even give somebody a 4TRR ring. Let that sink in. Propose with a 4TRR ring. You could. Those may be available in the new year. But thank you, everyone, for joining us for this week in Bachelor Nation. We hope you enjoyed all of our tids, all of our screams, all of our parasocial plays, all of our gains, and of course, that conversation up top about the metaverse. It's coming. Enjoy it. (laughs) 
terrifying. <laughs> and once again, we have our book, How to Win the Bachelors Out, right now available for pre-order. It's going to be the first book that really drastically changes the game starting in tw season 26. So we hope that you can uh, pick one of those up for yourself or some friends. And we have our sweatshirts now available at etsy.com slash shop slash game of roses. It's all over our social media as well. Dark Seeker is making funny memes. We're posting our things that are 100% real, unfiltered versions of myself on all of mine. I'm not using any filters. Yeah, and you can see the content we created when my neighbor probably saw us as undesirables. Right. By the way, Clues has written other books. This is my first book. And if my first book is not a New York Times bestseller, I, I mean, I'll shit my pants. Okay. We got to stop that from happening. So thank you everyone for joining <laughs> us. And before we go, as always, what is the Dwab at? It has been 7,200 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be our beloved game. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in... Um three body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there's no need for water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by get this 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven day routine tighter skin or your money back get a 15 percent discount code by using the discount code game that's fiber skincare if you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor viewing parties i'm gonna let you in on a little secret i found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. 
And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> 